Bitcoin and Ethereum blockchains are not the only blockchains in existence. In fact, there's a number of blockchains that are seeking to improve upon privacy, transaction speed, and features, among other things. Today, you're going to meet the CEO and chief architect of Dragon Chain, a new blockchain protocol that's getting a good amount of buzz due to their commitment to a developer-friendly platform designed with business in mind. Originally incubated by individuals on the Disney team, we're pleased to introduce you to Joe Rotes, who has much to say about this project. It's not as much fun as a trip to the Magic Kingdom, but assuming you aren't going there today, you're in the next best place. We're here to make your dreams come true in episode number 135 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Dragon chain, dragon chain. It's almost time for dragon chain. <laughs> Come along and take my hand. Let's all go to dragon land. <laughs> oh my. It's, it's barely, it's jingle day here on the Bad Crypto Podcast, brought to you by Mr. Travis Wright and his delightful voice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'll take my uh, my award later. Welcome, everyone, to the show. Unscripted, except for the beginning part, which was scripted. Uh, but the rest of it, we have no idea what we're going to say. I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth next. <laughs> See, I didn't know that was coming. I, had no clue. I didn't know that either, but I figured it was going to be amazing, but I was wrong. Um... You know, this right here is a fun one because, you know, I've been a fan of Dragon of, of the Dragon Chains for a while. And, you know, there's some amazing research that came out about this not long. You know, I, I think a few months ago, right around the time around the ICO, I did not participate in the ICO. But shortly thereafter, when it started hitting on some of the exchanges and I read up on it, and I was like, wow, it's trying to do all of this and Disney's doing this. And, whoa, look at his on their board of directors. Whoa, the dragons. Ooh, look, slumber score. What is all this? This is awesome. And uh, so we've had fun chatting about it, researching about it. And today we get to bring the CEO onto the show. Yeah, and we're going to do that in just a moment. First, want to welcome everybody. Thank you for uh, thank you for attending today's session, and ask you to please subscribe to the show and download the episodes. That really helps with our iTunes rankings. We seem to be pretty much ensconced between number forty and fifty in business on iTunes, but we'd like to see that go higher. And uh, so, your subscriptions, your downloads help, and your reviews help. And as promised. We told you guys that if you made five-star reviews, if you thought the show was five-star worthy and wrote funny reviews, we would read some of them. And so here are the latest, this one from CS Fanatic DBZ says, hey, guys, the bad is ironic. I give this podcast five stars, four harvested baby brains, three bonus stars, two thumbs up, and a box of rat poison squared. So thanks for that. Wow, we got a box of Rat Poison Square. That's exciting. Yeah. Thanks, Warren. From TMM Twim, uh, education and advice from professionals. These guys keep me in the loop and have a legit interviews and sound advice. They listen to their audience and are super chill. I have learned a lot. Thank you, gentlemen, for all the great content. Not really that's, funny, but thank you not, anyway. That's not funny, but we'll take your five-star review. Johnny, two times wrote one time to say the baddest podcast strap in for a wildly entertaining hour covering the crazy world of crypto. Well, it's not really an hour when they're not posing as celeb lookalikes for Penn Gillette and Judd Apatow, Travis and Joel craft this amusing and educational podcast by skillfully guiding you through the ins and outs of the cryptocurrency world with plenty of halfway clever puns and more sound effects than an episode of mad money. Yeah. Uh, this podcast will reel you in and keep you coming back for more. Also not funny, but five stars. Also not funny. That's good. Here's one from Chucky Sizzle Crypto Jesus. <laughs> it's already funny. It is. He said, bad mother truckers of crypto. To begin, these guys remind me of my drunk uncle talking crypto at Thanksgiving dinner. Very entertaining show. But unlike my drunk uncle with cranberry sauce filled pie hole, these guys know what they are talking about. I enjoyed the first episode of the top 10 cryptos on my toilet. 
It was a legendary and profitable <laughs> move and learned an immense amount on numbers 10 through five, lumens, cough, cough. Uh, along with my lack of proper digestion, I am very excited for the episode on numbers five to one and the big reveal for your top crypto. Uh, looking forward to diving into past podcasts along the way to work tomorrow. Subscribe. That's fantastic. And glad that we were able to help with uh, your digestion there. And, you know, I think it can be said that bad crypto makes you regular or mm. regular listening to bad crypto keeps you regular. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Unless you're irregular, which Joel and I are. We are. OK, let's uh, jump it, it, Do your five star reviews, gang. If you feel the show merits five stars, go to iTunes or uh, Facebook or wherever you submit reviews and we might include you on the show. Yeah, it inspires us to keep creating great content and getting amazing people on the show like Dragon Chain CEO. Hello. Awesome. Yeah. When you wish upon a star, it makes no difference who you are. Because if you get on bad crypto, your dreams come true. And Joe Rotes joined us for a great interview. Um, he is the founder and chief exec of Dragon Chain. He's got a lot to say about this blockchain project, which he inventified. And uh, let's go ahead and get to the interview. Mr. Travis Wright, you can barely contain your glee right now. I can see it on your face. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a fun one. I mean, if anyone who's listened to Bad Crypto over the last few months, you know, we, they've heard us talk about Dragon Chain. They've heard us talk about the dragons and the slumber scores and, and whatnot and, uh, and some speculation around the different cryptos as we do. And Joel and I are talking tokens. <laughs> yes, and, and I see that we have some real dragon energy in the house right now because we have with us Joe Rotes, the founder, the CEO, and the chief architect and uh, janitor at Dragon Chain. He's got over 20 years of experience in software architecture focusing on security, scalability. He created and led multiple tech startups during the mid-90s, and he's a visionary. So he says, it's in his bio, it must be true. He's a thought leader in blockchain tech and, and having led a number of projects in the space, he, uh, he's worked with uh, Overstock, Coinbase, Symbiont, and uh, the Mouse House, Walt Disney Company. So Joe, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you. Thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to have you here. So for for maybe some folks who aren't familiar with Dragon Chain, because I know that we you know we don't talk about you all the time, but we've talked about you, you know, at least a handful of times. You know, you guys are describing it as sort of a turnkey blockchain platform for businesses, right? So you can tie and connect a whole bunch of things together. There's an incubator, there's a platform, there's an ecosystem, there's a lot of words. <laughs> so what is the overall vision for Dragon Chain? What is that? Okay, um, the, the platform uh, being the, the key part of it, uh, the, in, the intent was to provide an architecture that allowed uh, real businesses to use uh, the technology. Because you know, that's, that's the thing that if, if you have any real business data or if you have any you know, trade secrets in your operations, um, it's kind of hard to use the platforms that are out there. So when, we, when I, in fact, when I came to Disney, I had already... A lot of this was already brewing, and I wanted uh, I went there to to try to build it and to try to test it, and um, so one way or another, you know, we got to to uh, test the architecture. It gets a lot of different use cases, and it, it was interesting because uh, you know if you're a, de a developer and you've been building web services or you build building systems since the '90s, that a lot of things are already known, right, in, in the real world in software and. With this architecture, uh, you can use those same patterns because it's uh, it's a hybrid blockchain. So at the lowest level, it's still a trust-based chain, which by itself is not uh, the most valuable thing in the world. But uh, our consensus process has a, provides a spectrum of trust, so that uh, by the end end of the consensus, uh, it's actually um, uh, hashed into Bitcoin and possibly Ethereum and possibly other public chains. Um, and then, uh, you know, we also, uh, uh, I guess, really fixate on, you know, the protection of the business data, um, the protection of business logic, and the flexibility. That we have a lot of new things, especially in the commercial uh, side, that uh, we're adding in that will allow you to selectively decentralize. So, you know, the, the drawback with some of this is that, okay, you're, 
your base level, your business level isn't decentralized. There's some risk there, some things that uh, are not uh, uh, perfect. But if you can say, look, I have a portion of my business logic that is not sensitive and that actually should be uh, transparent to anybody on the network, you know, to make sure I'm not cheating anyone, that you can selectively uh, throw that out to, you know. Like side, it was like side chains? Right, right. So, so here's a couple factoids, and then I want to ask the, the question that most people, you know, want to know. So this is a public and private hybrid that uh, was led by, uh, that was created by a group inside the Disney company, and then Disney open sourced the project as the Dragon Chain Foundation, which is a nonprofit that manages the upkeep of Dragon Chain. Uh, the currency is called Dragons, DRGN. There is a total of 433 million. 494,437 dragons created and distributed. And the question um, that most people want to know is what is the current association with Disney? We have no official uh, current association uh, with Disney, right? I mean, we, we, uh, I, I led the team there. Um, Eileen was there. There are multiple people that uh, have come on board uh, outside of Disney uh, that were at at uh, at Disney, and um, when we open sourced it, you know they very much have an arm's length. Uh, they, they're very focused on liability when they open source something. So it actually went out in my name personally, and uh, I had to get approval um, to create a foundation in case I get hit by a bus or something. Mm. And um, so they approved that, and you know it all worked, and it was. It was, it was, it was, we don't, good. we don't want you to get hit by a bus, Joe. You yeah, like no. a nice guy. yeah. Maybe a 747, but you know, that, that would mean you could fly. So Mickey Mouse doesn't own any dragon chain. Like um, Disney has no piece. They um, may, you never know. Well, well, I just, I, what I'm trying to be clear on is that uh, this spun off from Disney, but when people go out there and say, it's a Disney project, uh, that's, that's no longer the case. Right. It was a Disney project. It's still, there's you know, still some capacity there, uh, but I, I don't have visibility into it, right? So I'm, I'm totally external. What do you mean it's still in some capacity? There, there were projects that were ongoing mm. uh, at Disney. I mean, they, they're, all, they're all documented, right? Um, for, gotcha. Most of them are documented. Okay. Now, one of the things I've seen you on a video, you've talked about, you know, what, what drives you personally around this core belief of individual liberty and how that is weaved within everything you're doing at Dragon Chain. And you know what? Uh, in, the, in this day and age where we have big social channels that are censoring certain things and, they're, and they're, you know, certain people are infringing on other things, it's, just, it's, it's a crazy time. You know, there's different countries where you say something and, wow, now you go to jail. And so I think individual liberty is something very key to, to Joel and I, and we'd love to hear how does that weave in through what you're doing there at Dragon Chain? Okay. Um, it is, it is all over the place. Every, everything we do is, uh, based in, uh, philosophy that, that even the architectural, even the design decisions go back to, okay, what, what are we actually trying to do here? And yeah, you know, some of it's boring geek philosophy, but at the same time, when you get into those core issues, that's the whole reason I got involved in, in, uh, cryptocurrency in the first place. I mean, I, I remember buying Namecoin specifically because, you know, the idea that, I don't have a centralized uh, DNS. I don't have, you know, the attacks. I also have potentially have the ability to tie my name service to the certificate. So you can say, okay, this is Joe's site and here's the certificate. And it's, I don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about a central authority because it's a blockchain. Now, some of the modeling, especially on the bidding was not the best in Namecoin, right? I don't even know what state it's in now, but that type of of thing is, is really important. And, um, and like say, uh, we're, in the middle of launching, we're using it internally and we have some pieces, uh, some quite a bit of it built to the framework itself, but what we're calling dragon factor identity, where, wherein you have multiple factors that are at play, you know, KYC background check, uh, accredited investor, um, generic forms of identity, bonding, certi- certifications, things like that. But what we want to do is to take any information and not, not at dragon chain to basically, uh, to, have a framework wherein a provider can accept the information, can do the check, and then sign a, uh, a document that ends up on the blockchain that can be wrapped in a certificate. So that now the user can go to a site, 
and can uh, uh, see what the site requires. They might say, okay, I need to know just some form of identity. I might need to know uh, what state you live in. I might need, and, and that the user can selectively expose those pieces of information um, and potentially pieces that aren't even exposed in the factor documents themselves um, in a provable way um, so that the consumer of that uh, certificate can verify that these trusted providers, you know, there's some trust there, have uh, actually uh, issued this background check or whatever that factor is and that the user has signed it. So I know that, that Joe is good to come into the site and I know that this actually is Joe because he has the, uh, the key to sign the, the uh, challenge. And so we're doing stuff like that because then what we can do um, is say the provider does not have to uh, hold that data, right? So it might be sensitive data. There could be some liability. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be the holder of, a, uh, you know, big, big data is personal data uh, uh, system. So it allows you to still operate knowing that we know who signed it. We have, uh, we know when they signed it on the blockchain, we can prove the likelihood of the, of it being fake and so on. And then, um, uh, we can, we can still work without, without me giving you the consumer, you know, if you, if you have a website and you require something to register, uh, I don't necessarily need to give you everything for my background information mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, but, but at the same time, it sounds I, like it would be super GDR compliant. Yeah. That's that's exactly what we're looking at, and and so across the board, we're 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 looking at things like there's that. a whole lot of companies right now looking to be GDR compliant, right? Right. GDPR. I mean, yeah. I should be able to have that down by now with as many damn emails as I've had with that in the title. Right. <laughs> GD. <laughs> yes. That's what yes. I say every time I get so, another email. That, that's just one thing, but but everything else we're doing is like we're we're really um, focused on. You know, the, the fintech is one thing, but but when uh, when I came into this, I was really, I'm a software guy, so I was really, really interested in the actual capabilities of being able to fixate something in a block in, a, in time and have a way to measure that, mm-hmm. okay, this much hash power has been applied and what would it take? And it's to- been tokenized and here you see right. it. And it's, yeah, it's, right. It's, it's completely fascinating. Now, did that come from when you were at, because uh, I know it's looking at your background. I mean, you were a senior technical advisor with Overstock kind of early on and is that is is that when some of that stuff was going because they're starting to take cryptocurrency i mean they took they started taking bitcoin back in what 2012 or 13 or something yeah Yeah. they would they'd uh they started taking bitcoin before i started working with them so Mm. uh, and they they uh, in fact it was so funny i saw the uh the announcement i believe an announcement on reddit uh that they were the product medici thing and they were looking to you know to do securities tokenization to fund startups and that was that was a big pain point having. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was around the job when the Jobs Act was released, there, right? So there. Yeah. yeah, and so we were, you know, so I, I, you know, volunteered to say, hey, you know, can I take part? You don't, you know, just pay me a buck a year or Bitcoin a year or something. And so I, I did that with them, and then the, that whole team went to Symbiont, and uh, they, the, the, the goal there was bonds uh, on uh, blockchain. You know, so organize bonds and, and basically trying to make make uh, a few efficiencies happen. And I don't understand that world enough to, to describe exactly what everything they were doing, but, but um, you know, bonds, it's like, that's, that's a complex uh, mm-hmm. thing. You know, so anyway, bonds, securities, all that stuff there. So <laughs> let's, let, let's go, let's just go into that question. Cause you know, people are curious about that. And there's been different things that's been said online. The SEC is dragon chain, a utility token is it a security token. I mean, the way you're describing this whole ecosystem to me, it sounds completely like a utility token, uh, but I don't think that, you know, a lot of, you know, those folks, we, we saw the Facebook, you know, hearing, and we heard the kind of questions that were being asked. So I don't know that a lot of them are very deeply technical when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, how would you explain your case and say, hey, you know what, we are a utility token or we are a security token, and, and what's going on with the SEC on that? It would be a really long conversation, but I can, I can give you, you know, I, I don't want to... Reader's Digest version. Yeah, yeah <laughs> tell me, you know, tell me. So, but it's, it's basically that uh, we consider ourselves a utility because when we first came into this and we realized, okay, we had the open source software out there that there were certain things about the open software that weren't ideal. It was, it was hard to run. You had to have some sysadmin experience. You had to, you know, you had to be decent on Linux and things like that. Right. And um, it also, uh, although it's 
just a node. So um, it, it's, it's as scalable as you would want it to be. You would have to know how to scale a system. And so what we wanted to do is, okay, let's, let's refactor a lot of this. And we ended up um, catching some really interesting pieces that the architecture allowed us to do. Right. So as part of that whole thing, when we thought, OK, if we're going to do this as a commercial entity, how do we drive it? How does, you know, is it a paid thing? And it made total sense to um, model the software license as the token. So so it, and it's, a, it's an interesting thing, because when you use Dragon Chain commercial platform, you don't spend dragons. You use them. Right. It, it is a utility and it's um, it's very when you look at it, it's very clear cut for an engineer. I mean, for, mm-hmm. for lawyers, it is hard to describe. But the novel piece about that tokenized micro license, as we call it, is that you're freezing time. Unlike uh, in the, in the uh, older uh, model where you would buy a, a version of software and have to upgrade the next year, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, or in a model where you're paying monthly on a, you know, as a service that... What we wanted to do is say, look, uh, people are going to be building stuff on blockchain and they aren't going to know um, how quickly they're going to ramp up. And uh, it actually is interesting to tokenize it because then you can basically purchase your tokens in advance and they're frozen. So you don't you aren't spending them by waiting. So there's no uh, rush to to uh, to push stuff on there. Then when we get into the DDSS, uh, the, the slumber score stuff, it ends up being interesting because. Uh, what how do I say this? What some people might uh, think of as speculative would actually be utility because I'm using the utility of the slumber score to get the utility uh, of the actual services at a discount. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, there is a reason to do all of those things, and it's also to you know, stabilize. But but one way or another, as you use those tokens, it's you know in our minds it's a utility and it depends on how you look at it uh, i mean our sale we didn't have any discounts during the public sale so mm-hmm. in our uh guidance it was uh you know well, I'm saying, i don't want to say in the guidance because the lawyers will probably get on my case but one way or another <laughs> um that uh there was no expectation of profit during that sale because if you put in one bitcoin uh a value uh we determined market price based upon how much was contributed over that mm-hmm. uh, period of time and you got one bitcoin worth of dragons at that fairest market price and so no matter uh you know uh, uh when you came in or or how much you put in it was the same price and a lot of people didn't like that right a lot of people complained about it but but we wanted to do that for those reasons and because you know we knew we were coming out of a uh, fortune 500 company mm-hmm. well with, trying with, to be fair, trying to get your P's and Q's all along. Right. And, and the challenging and I, thing when the goalpost keeps moving. Exactly, exactly. And I had just I had just gone through uh, I tried to buy some mist token, if you remember that, the VPN one. And I tried and I I, uh, I think it was in Europe, and so I woke up too late to, to get in. And I tried to buy some bat token. I was sitting there, you know, and I was I was going to, you know, buy it and it sold out in like one or two blocks, right? So I didn't even get in. I thought, you know, I, I don't really want that type of a model anyway i want right. something. that's frustrating you know what what was that what yeah. that really dilutes is your community yes right? it's like if you have just like a few whales come in and buy it all that's not good for your business and no, so no. That, that, what the, that's where i think the model of where, where the sec looks at it and goes oh only accredited investors need to be like they have to have a million dollars to come in i'm like no i'd rather have you know a hundred thousand people paying a hundred bucks. And then guess what? Now I've got a badass community of people yes. who are wanting to support your business. Yes. Don't want any of that bat coin anyway. Bad coin. Bad coin is the only way to go. You know, I'm looking at the, at the website. Before I forget, I, I don't remember our median, but I know that it, it always was in my mind that the uh, smallest contribution was six cents right i think they paid more in fees than they did in the contribution wow so like bought like one yes they got one time it's like i, I loved that right yeah. i love the fact that that was possible because oh, it's beautiful so on your your main page you talk about how you have global reach but you're actually you've got a map there uh local in seattle and you've pinpointed on the map disney starbucks boeing 
Zillow, Amazon, Expedia, Microsoft, Valve, T-Mobile, and Bittrex is just down the street in Bellevue. Um, you're probably not going to be able to say anything, but is this a foreshadowing of any partnerships that might be announced? Um, we, yeah, I, I will tell you, um, we've, we, we, we speak with a lot of companies. We have a lot of connections in a lot of different places. And there's, there's a lot of uh, process of socialization. And you know, a lot of those companies are still learning uh, about blockchain and how they can use it. And, and a lot of it tends to be trying to reorient them after they, you know, see what's going on in the press. Because in the press or, you know, in, in uh, uh, any of the Senate hearings, uh, when they're talking about charlatans and everything else, you know, we, we have to kind of See, I think now that Starbucks is saying that anybody can use their bathrooms for free, I think they need to take a step further, come into Starbucks, and we'll give you free crypto. You know, we'll we'll get you out of debt. We'll pay your bills uh, because (laughs) because we don't care about customers anymore. We just want to make sure that we're, uh, you know, being social. (laughs) Why not, right? Coffee coin. Here, yeah. have some coffee coin. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask though about that because there was a conspiracy video about like, oh well, look, Dragon Chain is in black, and so is Bitrix and Starbucks and Expedia. Look, and these are not, and the, and they just went on this wild speculative thing. I love it. And I, uh, I was waiting for someone to to do some analysis of the distribution, right? Because I because I, I know, um, I mean, the, the answer is it was um, our um, the website designer. When we first, you know, during during the token before the token sale, mm-hmm. put that together. So that's I just all. want to say this: Bitrix is right down the street. You just need to go knock on the door and be like, "Hey, Bitrix, yeah. why aren't you? What's up, Bitrix?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. I drive by them every day on the way into the office. Yeah, well, so we know Seattle, brother. Up. It's not cheap to get on these exchanges. Didn't we hear just the other day, Travis, that uh, Binance wanted three million to be listed? <laughs> On, yeah, that's a good there. business to be in. That's a, be all like, give us three million. <laughs> I love your logo. It's, I mean, when you see the logo, it's so Disneyfied, and I know that that was probably the intent. Uh, but he's just, he's great. Wait, does he have a name? Uh, Jojo, and I didn't name him. It is Jojo. Uh, uh, sure, I didn't. Is, I it, really... is it Joe Three? Joe Three? Uh, no, it's uh, Jojo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jojo. Very nice show. There's some. Insight. And it was, the, the intent actually wasn't. Um, it was a weird thing because uh, we when we when we left or when we open sourced it, uh, one of the rules was we you can't use a, a character, you know, any any of their trademarks. You can't use any of their IP. You can't use the name. So you have to think of your own. And so I uh, used to I used to design logos for a living, right? So um, in fact, in uh, Kansas City, in Lawrence. So really, rock yeah, chalk, so, brother, rock chalk. Yes. And so um, one way or another, um, I wanted forever. I, I, I do a lot of things with um, or did a lot of things with uh, the symmetry of, of letters and stuff. And so I really wanted the chain and, and a letter ended in end and, you know, to flip mm-hmm. it upside down. And I just I love that element of it. And I, I brought it up. It's like, OK, it's, it's, it's coming out of Disney and there's dragons. That makes sense. And dragons protect the treasure. Right. And so that's what it ended up. Everyone just said, yes, that's perfect, right? It's, oh, it's you know, good. protecting the business value. Mm-hmm. And and then the uh, the little lizard, it's a, uh, gosh, what is it? Uh, the little dragon, it's a, um, it's a, called a baby dragon. It's called a, uh, it's like something girdled lizard. And it, it wraps around on itself. And, and when it's. Uh, when you should know this better, Joe. This is he's, very interesting. He's got a girdle. <laughs> Jojo wears a girdle. Jojo was so, a man. Can you look that up? I think they actually made a post. There's a medium post and the dragon chain stuff that describes the whole background of it and who did That's the beautiful. sucking that gut, Jojo. Well, let's uh, let, let's do some kind of rapid fire here because we got a bunch of questions from people in uh, um, on our band Crypto Mastermind and in the the Dragon Telegram. So let let's hit up some short answers to a bunch of these. Uh, we read somewhere that Dragon has had over 500 apply to the incubator. How does that work? The, the initial uh, application is just that. It's an application. You come in, uh, you fill out a form that includes all of the fundamentals, things we would mm-hmm. need, to, to, need to know to evaluate. The evaluation process from our side is intended to be objective. So we have a set of rules, you get past the threshold, and then you get into a mix where we might, we might start talking to you. And the intent was to then use DDSS 
to rank them based upon community knowledge. Right? So it's it's not us anymore. The the whole intent, uh, and not just for securities laws reasons, but I mean that is one part of it, but but also because we think the best information will come from the outside. You know, we aren't going to be, you know, five guys sitting, sitting in a cigar filled room deciding who, who to, to fund. That wasn't the intention. What's wrong with cigars? Cigars are beautiful. What's cigars wrong with rooms? Fine. Rooms are fine. <laughs> rooms are What's wrong fine. with guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Depending on who you're talking about. <laughs> so um, sexist. So, so smokist. <laughs> so, so we were, you know, we put that together and because of all the stuff with uh, regulatory uh, matters, we're, we've kind of backburnered, but. We're looking right now at, uh, there are three different groups that have come to us, two of which we, we have a lot of uh, trust in that want to take it over. And what we're trying to, to figure out is the best framework that we can still keep the model that philosophically fits what we're wanting to do, yet allow them to do their best uh, practices, you know, because they, they, at least two of them, that they do run incubators already. And, and if we can fit them into our mold where we're saying, look, we really want to find the earliest, best information to accelerate these projects through. And, you know, and then there's a marketplace there. So there are a lot of other elements that the projects might not, you know, it might be one dev or it might be one business person that doesn't have a dev, but they can come in then to the marketplace and, and uh, tie everything together. Mm-hmm. That's pretty long of an answer. Dragon Slumber Score. What is that? And how does it work and why? Okay. All right. So um, when we were uh, early in the process, we didn't know, especially because we couldn't uh, directly solicit exchanges. We didn't know what would happen after the fact. So we thought, okay, we we very much had modeled everything to, to, to go against pump and dump mechanics. And so it was one part of it that, you know, kind of came from, if you guys remember uh, Bitcoin Days Destroyed, kind of that measure where I wanted uh, the ability to, to say, uh, to, to, to build a score that we based upon the level of fundamentals that you might be in rather you're not, you're not sitting in an exchange. You're not trading. We also had like say, uh, it's incentivization to get out of an exchange. That is, it's best practice to be holding your tokens in a hard uh, hardware wallet, or at least, you know, something that's cold that isn't an exchange because they get hacked uh, or historically anyway. We don't hold, we hodl. Yes. Okay. Sorry. And um, that one way or another, it ends up being a measure of courage, a me- measure of you know how much you you believe in this, and and also um, it's it it ends up being applied for access. That that is to get into the platform at all in any of the beta pieces, you have to have a slumber score higher than a certain amount, which lowers as we slow, you know slowly roll it out. Um, it's a way to control that rollout. You know, that you can control whether you're the first to get the software or not by achieving the, you know, highest slumber score. Yeah, um, in, the, in the future, it's going to be like a uh, pickup line. Hey, babe, want to see my slumber score? Right on. <laughs> uh, slumber yeah. score over a million, babe. Check it out. Come check and, we, and I will say, too, we, had, we, we are using it for um, discounts. That is in the, in the commercial platform. Uh, there is a margin which can be greatly reduced depending upon how high your slumber score is. We did use it uh, successfully in uh, a couple of token sales, but you know, we're, and you know, we're right now pushing that off, but it, it was very much intended to, uh, how do I say this? Provide. It looks like you were getting some nice discounts. Like if you had like, so what I saw was that if you had like 5 million dragon score, then maybe you, you're paying six cents a token. Or if you have a million, then maybe you're paying eight cents a token. So like you got like a nice little discount, right. but you're not going to be doing token sales anymore. Is that correct? Well, once once it's clear, we well, I mean it's it's still possible once mm-hmm. it's clear. We are right now, and um, in the meantime, others might be. Um, and in the meantime, the uh, there are how do I say there are. Uh, those incubators that might also apply uh, security tokens. They might, might also apply traditional uh, uh, angel investment, things mm-hmm. like that, you know, um, which is still applicable. You could still use the DDSS, even with an angel investor to say, mm-hmm. Oh, if you have a appropriate DDSS, you get a better uh, rate or, or earlier entry or something like that. Um, and the reason for that was because the, those projects, at least at that time where you would have, a known supply of tokens, and when people have purchased at a discount at all, you have to know that those that gap of discount is is what will get dumped, right? That I I might retain some, but I'm gonna um, 
I'm going to unload all of all of the tokens that I ended up getting for free. And to counter that, we wanted to say the people who are most likely to hold, the people who are less likely to, you know, do. Mm-hmm. Ah, that makes sense. So if uh, they're holding their dragon chain, they don't want to sell it because then they'll, they'll lose all that dragon score, which then, yeah, so they wouldn't. Uh, be- I, I may have to confess that I've lost some slumber score. Um, so I'm looking at the roadmap here under the goals. And, and frankly, mm-hmm. there's a lot here that is above my pay grade that I don't even know what so many of the things you have listed here are. They're very technical. Um, two questions around this. One, what would be the, the most significant developments in moving forward the project that are on this timeline? And two, what's a wormhole? But uh, let's start with the first part. The uh, Probably, in my opinion, anyway, the uh, most significant pieces are the interchain components where where you can selectively decentralize certain parts of your processing and that the chains can interact with each other. And, uh, you know, the ability to watch certain activities on a different chain and take action in Dragon Chain. It, it also, there, it's, it's a really interesting thing because a lot of the pieces that we're building, uh, there are uh, multiple, I don't even know how many, there are multiple applications and or modules being built. Um, there's some, there's an identity one. There's an HR and recruiting one. Uh, there's of course little lateral the the arts one. And I, I see uh, the interchains. I see uh, June. You've got Ethereum interchain library. Uh, July Ethereum Classic. August Neo. September Bitcoin. So uh, you feel like those are the developments that are going to bring the most attention to the platform and most functionality. At least, the, yeah, of, of what I can talk about right now. I mean, they're, they're, those are the things that are on the roadmap that are the most technically interesting because they, they provide the most flexibility. If you come in, if, as an example, um, once we get these, and we're, we're ahead of schedule on a, on a few of these, um, but once we get them in place, you know, we're going to be adding things like Sciacoin, uh, Filecoin, uh, Storage. Um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think what else. Basically, multiple other more single-purpose chains. So that when you come in um, as an enterprise, you don't have that question of which do I use? You know, and on top of that, that's why we want you to come to Dragon Chain because we allow you that flexibility and that's the intent of what we're doing. Come to Dragon Chain. We have wormholes, December 2018, and it's not W-O-R-M. It's a dragon, W-Y-R-M. What is a wormhole? Um, it amounts, I don't, I don't have, uh, I probably can't tell you all the details, but it amounts to the ability to move tokens between chains and oh. track them and, you know, to do various things. But it, it, a lot of it, uh, it's not, it's not just that. Um, the, the crux of it is some of the, the mechanics and economic pieces around it that, you know, it's one thing to move them, but it's another to say there's a scarcity involved. There's a limit there, you know, um, different uses sort of shapeshiftery, but if you're working with all these different chains and doing these interchains, as you're calling them, then there has to be some sort of mechanism to be able to send payments through the different, uh, through the different platforms. It would make sense. Right. I mean, and the hardest part of that is the stuff that's happening on each chain. I mean, the, mm-hmm. just, just taking action, like say, just seeing that something <clears throat> happens on Ethereum, doing something in Dragon Chain, and then making something happen in Neo. That's pretty. That's relatively straightforward because both of those sides don't actually need to know about the other unless you mm-hmm. have some requirement. But yeah, that's great. You know, a lot of people uh, whenever I, whenever I went into your Telegram group and I asked them, they said a lot of people will come in here in the group and say, "Hey, when's the mainnet going to launch?" And you know, and so if you could maybe explain the architecture in more of a layman's terms, whereas you know it's, it may not be like the, you know, other chains that they might be used to. Because we're hybrid, every business concern has its own chain. And so, you know, if you might, you have a small business, you might have two or three chains, depending on what they're doing. But they are their own. And the consensus happens above that. So um, at that level, it's private, it's trusted. You can apply because the architecture has an abstracted uh, proof. You, know, you can apply proof of work at that level if you chose choose to do so. You can apply a uh, uh, proof of stake or or things that are as yet undeveloped, if you have the value, you know, if it makes sense. Um, yet, just building um, uh, your smart contracts and your system on Dragon Chain, part of what happens automatically is you get four more levels uh, and some of 
different types of verification. So in the, the intent, I mean, I'm a software architect, so everything's about structure. And the intent is, okay, at my business level, I trust my own data. That's, I don't really have to worry so much as long as I have a secure system and whatnot. However, the rest of the enterprise doesn't necessarily know what the hell I'm doing. So uh, there's some validation components and there's an actual function that members uh, and you know, people who own dragons can actually run those nodes to provide uh, validation for the network. Mm-hmm. Um, the next level of verification is to check that validation to make sure that it's not all the same party, you know, because, okay, you might have uh, uh, four separate uh, nodes that are validating your blocks, but if they're all owned by you, it doesn't really mean much. And so to push the decentralization, then the uh, next level of uh, verification is uh, just a notary. So, and it's uh, on the enterprise side, when we were at Disney, the intent was that's when it would go out the door. When it would be Deloitte or it'd be IBM or it'd be, you know, some other reputable organization that's actually signing the blocks. It's just a hash. There's no work involved. It's just, I'm just saying that I saw this at this time that you can trace it back if, if ever you need to. Um, but uh, in the commercial side, it's, it's quite a bit more of that is pushed down that it's your, unless you specifically need it to be only your nodes at the level two and three, it'll be, whoever is providing them at best price. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all a marketplace itself. So you might say, I need, I need one of those to be a GovCloud node, and I need one of them to be um, in a certain region in Amazon's uh, uh, infrastructure and, and another in another region if you want. And w- basically the network will find the, uh, the cheapest node to sign that. And then uh, after the notary level uh, is the public, which is, uh, on the open source side, the uh, initial implementation was uh, Bitcoin. Um, we think that the uh, first implementation on the commercial side, at least right now, is going to be Ethereum. Um, but we will also be having Bitcoin. And, and uh, we don't know yet what the control level is. I mean, uh, we do know that there is uh, the ability to say, I want this pushed onto Bitcoin ASAP. I, you know, it's going to cost more, but that's what I want versus put this in the, in the, in the pool and either daily or hourly or something else, uh, all of them get thrown into to Bitcoin. And, you know, now um, the interesting thing about it is that for any given transaction, if I, if I'm sued or if I need to prove something to someone, I can, I can take it in a, you know, much a, a human readable report and show them that, uh, it went through these validation, which are owned by these parties, the, this uh, check, this uh, uh, we had um, a notary signed by IBM and, and, uh, and my accounting firm. And then uh, and then so so if a judge doesn't understand Bitcoin, they at least say, OK, I trust, I, you know, that accounting firm versus uh, someone who understands that they can actually say, OK, it was in Bitcoin since last uh, uh, January. Therefore, this is the amount of hash power that would be required to fake that. And I can extrapolate that to dollar amount. I can say, oh, it'd be the, you know, $10 billion to fake that. And the entire world would know. So it's, it's a way to show to someone. And then, then uh, to also have an API version of the same. So that I can say, look, I just got your transaction uh, for $2 million to purchase this uh, asset. And yet I'm not going to accept it or take action until such time as it's been on the chain long enough that, uh, that the hash power is worth 10 times that amount. Mm. Things like that. So much to think about on that, huh? <laughs> yes. Enterprise blockchain is not easy. I mean, that's what one thing that, that that is interesting to me is the fact that, you know, like you can pull in components of all these other different blockchains and then build your own custom sort of framework ecosystem for each individual business. Like, oh, you want to pull in Augur to do this or you want to pull in this or you need to have EOS come do this. And well, it's like you can just connect them all. And that's one of the things that, that excited me about that is uh, how you guys were how you guys were setting that up. Another thing is like you have some pretty interesting people on your board of directors, right? On your advisory board. Right. The one that the one that strikes me is the is the nice lady from Starbucks who's the VP of partnerships and payments. And then you look at that and you go, wait a second. Starbucks, payments, dragon chains, homeless yes, people oh, using bathrooms, homeless people using bathrooms, free crypto when you poo in our bathrooms. I mean, <laughs> what is what is the deal with that? Is there anything that we can infer? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can infer all you want. <laughs> uh, he's not saying. 
So that's so funny. No, I mean, she, she's former, she was former Disney. Right. And so we knew her at Disney and uh, in fact, she, uh, she's brilliant. And she was, um, I can't remember her title there, but she was in payments and uh, loyalty programs and all that there. And um, so she's just a really good advisor. Right. And uh, she's well connected. I want to use my dragon at Starbucks. Come so, on, so Joe. I, so I, so I want to use it at Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> someday, right? I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> right well, on. Joe, we appreciate you uh, spending some time with us here and sharing with the uh, Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Um, there's certainly a lot of interest in the Dragon Chain project. And, you know, Travis and I are really drawn to platforms. You know, there's a lot of tokens that have utility, but uh, just like, you know, uh, iTunes became the platform for people to make and distribute apps and podcasts and music we feel like the blockchain platforms are the future and the place to really be paying attention yes you're right i am right mr travis right that that is true hey one one other question uh real quick jeffrey n on your dragon telegram he wanted to to know about you're explaining some academy there's like some dragon chain academy of some sort happening oh that's uh that's a it it was um okay so all of these, the, the side pieces are all intended to uh, uh, increase adoption, right? So the academy is there to avoid doing the typical certification racket. Um, we've tokenized it. Um, it's not yet, it's, it's getting uh, built right now, but one okay. way or another, the intent is that you don't have to, you know, because you think about it. I mean, I, I've, I've been a dev forever, and if, if you wanted a Red Hat certification, you pretty much had to be a Westerner with a good job to afford to do that. Uh, if you wanted an Oracle, if you wanted, you know, any, any of the certifications and it's a big racket. So we're thinking, okay, how do you handle if you have some, you know, some, some kid uh, somewhere in Asia that doesn't have the three grand to, to do that. Right. So um, yet they're brilliant. You still want them in the system. So uh, what the intent is to, you know, to have some process where the, you, you go through the first phase of a certification and you get, uh, a, uh, an award of dragons. They're all locked. You can't pull them out and, and sell them or anything. But what you can do in that instance is you can take, uh, you know, as, as an example, 90% of them and you buy the next round. Okay. You pass the next round, you get another award. You Then you take another and you basically you keep going through this until you achieve the certification. At that point, they get unlocked for the marketplace. So now you can go in and build whatever it is you wanted to build and you're, you're using them and they're locked in there as well. So it, those would always be locked. You can only use them in the system, but mm. you can actually build something at the same time. You would uh, become a certified developer or you know certified architect or certified uh, analyst or whatever uh, the track you were in, in the marketplace. So that when someone is developing on the platform or out of the incubator, they need a dev or they need an analyst or they need someone who, who understands some particular aspect of either blockchain generically or dragon chain itself. You're there. Right. So you have this mechanism from from nowhere where everyone's leveled up, no matter where you are. Um, you know, people, a lot of people will already be in there, but then they'll price themselves up. Whereas the, you know, the, the other people, you, know, you set your own price in the marketplace. So anyway. nice mechanics built in there. Yeah. Very good. Uh, last question, Joe, the uh, the name itself, uh, Dragon Chain, was that your inspiration and, and why? Yes. Yeah, it's mine. And it's the you know, dragons protect their treasure. And that's uh, our key component was that uh, um, we protect the business data. We protect the things that otherwise you can't do on blockchain. You know, you, just, you can't put HIPAA data. You can't put financial data on a blockchain. It's just, uh, it's, it's, there are a bunch of really interesting, um, I, I guess, incentives when you do that, because like say in the old world, if, if you're using open source, I can attack your stuff. I can find holes, Somewhat into my, I'm incentivized to, to uh, in various ways to contribute back solutions or at least to report them. Whereas in crypto, if all of my data is there, even if it's uh, obfuscated, you're going to find out what it is. And all my money's there. Mm. Uh, if there are any holes, you're going to grab all my data and all my money. Well, and obfuscating my data, Mr. Joel Com. Right. <laughs> well, you know, dragons uh, in mythology um, have traditionally gotten a bad rap, but, you know, dating back to um, uh, Eastern. Um, the dragon is powerful. In fact, I was born in the year of the dragon. And oh, do you have dragon energy, Joe? I, Con? Have, I have dragon energy. Just like Kanye. Oh, I do. I do. 76, is that right? 76? Uh, I, thank you. Uh, 64. 
But. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, all right. Okay. <laughs> but no, th thank you very much. I'll take that. Because uh, that's dragon. younger than me now. Very nice. breathing. I guess the final question would be when can no, we that, fly? I the, had the final question. No, when can we fly the dragon to the moon and get a Lambo? I hope, I hope soon. Hopefully, right? Right? I don't know. Yeah. When moon? Oh, hopefully soon. All right. Joe Rotes, Dragon Chain CEO, founder. Joe, thanks so much. And uh, dragonchain.com is the website. Thank you. Thanks again to Joe Rotes from Dragon Chain for joining us for this. And maybe we'll take the video and put it up in the Bad Crypto Mastermind. If you guys aren't in the Mastermind, duh. It's the only Facebook group that really matters to me and Travis. Before the show even goes live, that way you guys get to see it first because maybe. we sometimes like to do that. We don't always maybe. do that. But sometimes well, we do. It's because I got to edit it and sometimes I don't want to. I just, you don't really have to. There's not a whole lot of editing on it. Just cut, cut, go. Well, there was that wardrobe malfunction that you had and, you know, I, I don't know. It's well, I'm sure our fan wants to see my nipples. It's okay. Just one of them. It was just, mm -hmm. it was just my, one, my one fan. It wasn't a strip tease. It was a malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> so it's badco.in forward slash mastermind is how you join the group. And we also have discussion happening on the Telegram, badco.in forward slash, guess what? Telegram, duh. We have such good naming. We have the best names here. And uh, Travis, um, my book comes out in just two days. Funformulabook.com. Go get it. Go get it. Very nice. On June 5th. Yeah, June the 5th. Very nice, because that's two days from now. It is well if you're listening to this on the episode release date, which is June 3rd, because math, then uh, the book comes out. Not necessarily on the recording date. Definitely not on the recording date, uh, because sometimes we get things done, you know, beforehand. And uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate you all so much. In fact, if you would just go to somebody that's nearby, whether it's, you know, a family member or a stranger, and just give them a bad hug. Just say this is this is from the guys at Bad Crypto because you know we want to just share crypto love everywhere. And then you can also say, Alexa, play the Bad Crypto podcast. <laughs> They're gonna start tuning out because of this. You I'm are sorry, Alexa, stop. <laughs> you are teaching Alexa how to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. On a star makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. Very nice. Have my part and then mix in his part, and that's a nice little outro. Who's bad?